in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you like this podcast, leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. Today, I want to talk about Facebook and all of the uproar, the brouhaha around Cambridge Analytica, the Facebook CA scandal, if you will. And to me, it's a non-event. I'm only talking about it because the whole world's talking about it, and I want to sort of downplay it. There's some wrongdoing here, but listen, we're publishing our lives online, folks, so you know, the temptation for nefarious actors to act is there. We, we can't be surprised at the result. So what happened? Facebook and UK-based Cambridge Analytica, and I think I'll just call them CA because the name isn't exactly one that rolls off of the tongue. They're at the eye of the storm. It was not a data breach. It was not a cyber attack. It was not a hack. Facebook is not selling data. You have... Uh, a nefarious actor, CA, and a lazy process at Facebook. So it was really more of a case of poor supervision on the part of Facebook in terms of how it engages with third-party developers from the perspective of how it allows those developers to access and use Facebook member data. So who is Cambridge Analytica or CA? Well, other than the fact that they're dead in the water, CA is a data mining firm, data analytics firm. There are thousands of these companies globally that analyze data. And um, you may have heard the term big data. I think I started to hear that term maybe in 2012, 2013, or analytics. And they're firms that sift through, through technology, that, that, that sift through troves of data in an effort to glean insight from that data that could be applied to Typically, it's a business use case. So is there data that could help us gain insight with regard to how to drive sales? That, that's typically the use case, sales and marketing. You could use insight to try to figure out, hey, why is there customer churn? That's another common use case. In this case, it was for political gain. It was Facebook member data was sifted through for the purpose of trying to help the Trump campaign get smarter about how it targeted people uh, from an advertising standpoint. So what did CA do wrong? Well, their sin was that they misrepresented themselves in terms of how they would access and use Facebook member data. So CA positioned itself as a personality survey application. Approximately 300,000 Facebook members downloaded CA's personality survey app. CA designed the app in such a way that it would not only capture the data of that Facebook member who consented to sharing their data, but also for all the Facebook friends of that person consented. So if one particular person consented to downloading the application, on average, all of their friends, 166 other people, their data was also captured. So so by those 300,000 Facebook members downloading CA's app, CA was actually able to get the data for 50 million people in total. So the sin here is while you may have consented, your Facebook friends did not. So that's strike one. And then strike two is that CA positioned this thing as a personality survey application they didn't make mention of the fact that the data would be used uh, for purposes of making the Trump campaign smarter, making the Trump campaign's algorithm smarter. So they didn't disclose the political element. So that was strike two. And I, I don't want to make this a political conversation, but both sides have done this. So in the Obama campaign, they did something similar. They created an application for political purposes 
and and it was disclosed as such. It was disclosed as a Obama campaign app. So the strike two piece under the CA scenario didn't apply to Obama because Obama's campaign was upfront about it. But the strike one piece did apply to the Obama campaign because if you downloaded Obama's campaign app, not only did it capture your Facebook data, it captured all of your Facebook friends' data without their consent. So they too were guilty. So this happens all the time, by the way. All these mobile apps that you may download, whether it's capturing your Facebook data or capturing your contact info or monitoring your behavior in terms of uh, how you use your phone and this type of thing, there are a million of these applications. And so this is hardly a, a first. So one recommendation I would have is you know, if you don't understand something, if you're downloading an application and it's asking you for consent, if it's asking for visibility into your contacts or uh, wants to view your you know, sort of your email traffic or whatever the case may be, if you don't understand it, don't provide your consent. And that may mean you're then therefore not able to use the application, but you know you have to make that trade-off. Similarly, if you do understand what the application is asking for, know that you know you're providing consent for the app to get smart about your behavior. And if you don't want it to have insight into your behavior, then then don't download the app. So, what what should Facebook do? Well. My perspective is I, I think Facebook should create some sort of a, a sandbox, a technology sandbox environment where third-party apps are tested to see how those apps would behave in a live environment on the Facebook platform. So that then Facebook can compare that app behavior against Facebook's terms of usage and see if there's a delta there. And if the apps are behaving outside of what Facebook has specified in this terms of usage, then you decay the app, you decline the app's ability to exist in the Facebook platform. I think that's too expensive. Uh, Facebook's never going to agree to do, do that voluntarily. And Facebook doesn't want to create an environment where it's difficult for third parties to attach to its platform. Facebook wants to foster an environment whereby uh, it, it facilitates uh, Facebook would facilitate an environment for third parties to engage with its platform because it helps foster uh, advertising revenue. And that's Facebook's core vi- core business is, is ads. It's fundamentally an ad platform. So Facebook has to figure out a way to, in an ideal environment, you would give your personal data away to marketing companies and not care. That's what Facebook would love because then its business partners could be as smart about you as possible and target you in the most efficient way possible and everybody would would want to run their ads on Facebook versus Google or any of the other platforms. But knowing that every Facebook member isn't going to want to share every personal data element, Facebook needs to figure out a way to sort of balance, strike a balance between its ad partners and its members. So from a practical standpoint, what I think Facebook should do is make it easier for members to set their privacy settings so that personal data isn't shared with third parties without member approval. All these applications and and various platforms, Facebook, Google, Apple, give you the opportunity to uh, set your privacy settings such that none of your personal data is shared with with third-party applications or, you know, a, a minimal amount, you know, whatever the case may be. But most of these companies make it I could figure it out because I've grown up with technology and it's sort of my business to know this stuff. But if you're not sort of a, a, a tech literate person or if you have some basic literacy, but you know, you're know you not, maybe you're a bit afraid of technology, whatever the case may be, 
Facebook and others, complexity and obfuscation around privacy settings are, are Facebook's friend. You know, it, 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 it wants you to not take the time to set your privacy settings, to provision your devices and your platform such that your, your personal data is not shared. They want you to just say, fine, whatever, okay, have, have visibility into my, my activity. Because then that platform can become smarter about your, your behavior, what you like, what you don't like, your preferences, and then share that information uh, either directly or typically what happens that doesn't share, you know, these platforms won't share. They won't say, hey, John Mayetta, this is, you know, these are his preferences and sell that personal data. What they'll do is they'll take all the different uh, attributes associated with me, age range, income, so on and so forth, anonymize those attributes and then sell that segmentation data to third parties or give access to that segmentation data to, to, to third parties. So what should you do? Well, again, it's sort of a matter of preference as to how much data you want to share or not share. Yeah, I don't think there's anything you can do to completely remove your digital footprint from the world. There's just too much that's out there. Too much that's out there because we've volunteered it or because it has been hacked. But if you want to go to the extreme, you would delete your social media accounts after you've purged your data from those various platforms. This is actually a process that each of these platforms have for, for removing your accounts. I think that's just not practical. Too many of us have family members and friends who are online and we want to kind of, at a minimum, monitor what friends and family are up to. I think the norm goes beyond monitoring. It's engaging with friends and family. So a more practical approach would be to set your privacy settings to close or to private across the various apps and websites that you use. Don't volunteer to share your personal data or that of your contacts as you may be prompted at registration. And actually take the time to go through the registration and figure out, hmm, do I want to volunteer this piece of information or not on a go-forward basis? And if not, don't, don't download the app. But all in all, the, the, the Facebook CA scandal to me, again, it's, it's, it's hardly news. I mean, just, just think about it. Think about other companies and entities that sort of know a bit about you or a lot about you. Your bank, Visa, Amex, MasterCard, your local supermarket through its point-of-sale system, your doctor. Um, I mean, there are, there are hundreds of companies. There are thousands of companies that either have your information directly, pieces of your information directly, or they have... Uh, data elements such that through statistics, probabilistic methodology, they can infer who you are or infer what income level you're at, what age group you fall into, where you may live, where you may work. Um, so if you were just to, to take a snapshot of a handful of these companies, so Google would be one, right? I mean, they scan your email. They know what data you have in the cloud. They know your browsing history. They know your search history. Amazon, another obvious one. They know your order history, your search history. They have your credit card. In the UK, they offer automobile insurance. That's probably going to grow and, and go elsewhere, I would think, over time. They expand that business. Amazon's soon going to provide health care in conjunction with J.P. Morgan and Berkshire. That's going to be a big one for aggregating personal data. Uh, Amazon Go, the grocery stores, they've rolled out in Seattle, and they have some of that technology here in Massachusetts. So you'll start to see that spread across the U.S. Uh, LinkedIn, which is now owned by Microsoft. So they have your career history and they have your professional network. Twitter, similarly, 
have your personal information, professional interests, personal interests, who you're connected to, what companies you're connected to. Oracle has made a number of acquisitions over the past number of years in the marketing tech space. So companies like LiveRamp and others where uh, uh, they know bits and pieces about who you are through deterministic or probabilistic analysis. Uh, Drawbridge plays in, plays in that space. Axiom, Experian. There's a, a whole host of companies that, that play in that space. And, and that's where uh, most of this analysis, frankly, is, is done. Most of the analysis that takes place on uh, personal data outside of the big data stores like Facebook and, and Google, Twitter, you know, the big social networks. Uh, there are a whole host of companies that if you just feed them a couple of data elements, they're able to triangulate and sort of figure out who you are. I mean, if you ever think about if you've ever looked at a, a car, you may be in the market for an automobile and you've looked for that car at home on a desktop or a laptop, you know, in your home office. And then maybe you, it's Sunday night, you're watching a, a basketball game or a movie and you're on your couch and you're looking at the car again on your phone or on your iPad. Uh, or perhaps you're just, you're, you're looking at something else on your phone or your iPad and an ad for the car shows up. And then you're in the office the next day and you may be searching the internet and you see that same ad pop up again. It's called remarketing. And it's because of uh, these technology companies that are able to capture a little bit of who you are, your digital footprint, whether it's through cookies or some of these more advanced probabilistic methods where they know who you are. Uh, some of it's uh, a function of where you are. Uh, some of it's a function of device history. But these companies know enough to be able to show you that relevant ad and follow you over the course of the day. And then just, you know, a couple of other obvious ones would be Apple, right? The, the iPhone knows a ton about us, particularly if we have a privacy setting set to open. And then think about some of the different travel and hospitality companies, whether it's the airline, the indi individual airlines themselves or the airline reservation systems that have ag aggregated data, hotel point of sale systems, restaurant reservation systems and point of sale systems, rental car providers. There are a number of ways in the world to collect our personal data on and offline, whether it's our explicit personal data or data that through triangulation, some of these companies can infer who we are with a high rate of, of confidence. So not much that's new here, folks. I don't think there's anything here that's new other than the behavior was a little bit uncouth. See you all next time.